I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 398th episode of the book. Is it 99th? Yeah. It is 99th. It is 99th. I'm thrown off because this is a Wednesday. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome to the 399th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with uh, two excellent co-hosts. The first and uh, the first member of our co-host team today is the one, the only, the teacher of the the teacher of the summer, Professor Snag. Hey, the folks. And then we've got the rambunctious and the man who sent me a team today, and I was unimpressed, Seth Vilo. And it's not for the reason that you think. <laughs> it's not, that's very true, actually. Um, welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. This is the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name I came up with in 2007. And we talk everything here from the video game to the trading card game to even, I guess, today we're going to talk a little bit about Pokemon Masters. So or, just, or a rumble or rumble dash, or yeah, whatever. There's, a, there's actually a lot of decent little news that came out so far this week. So it, it's a nice front loaded week in terms of news. So we actually have something to talk about because it's only been three days since I did a show. And uh, it, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, but we're, we're going to have some fun with you guys today. We're going to we're going to talk some stuff. But before we start everything like we do every show, I want to break it down and just just catch up with you guys because it's been a while since both of you have been on the main show. I just want to I want to catch up on yeah. life. How you guys are doing? Uh, good. Uh, as you said, I've been doing the uh, teacher life uh, during the summer, which entails me running around with the kids all day. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's good. I like to spend the time with the kids. And uh, uh, Snaggerina has been doing a bit more Pokemon Go. We did the community day this uh, last Sunday. We only uh, walked around our neighborhood for an hour. We just got a shiny Mudkip, which was nice. And uh, uh, to be yeah. fair, in the Midwest, it was like stupid hot. Uh, it, it was, yeah. Sunday, it started to clear up a little bit. Like, it was kind of, it was overcast while we were walking, so. Oh, that's nice. At least you had that. Because for us, it was, like, it was full-on heat blast high of, like, oh, 98. Uh, granted, thankfully, they moved community data from 4 to 7, at least over the summer. And it that's fantastic. That made life so much better. We were only out for, like, maybe an hour and a half, though, because we went and did a Mewtwo raid, mm-hmm. and then we were done. We did a Mewtwo raid. I To be fair, though, I caught, I think, something like, a hundred and twenty mudkips, and I caught zero shinies. I was so upset. Oh man, yeah, the shi- the shiny rate was really low, at least in my experience. Granted, we only went out for an hour, but like there have been some communities where you go out for an hour yeah. and you can get like three of them. 
Yeah, right. You just so. go out and you just play and you catch three of them. And I yeah. was I I went out with five people. I went out with uh, I went out with uh, my wife, um, App from the show back in the day. Um, his wife and um, also Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we we all went out. They all caught shinies. I didn't catch any shinies. I'm a I'm a little miffed, but that's okay. Catherine caught an extra shiny for me, and she's just going to trade it to me. Uh, I have I'm holding the shiny Torchic hostage that she never go on that community day, and I did. Um, so she can, so we can trade a shiny Torchic for a shiny Mudkip. Very nice. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, what about you, Seth? How's life going? How's everything? It's going good. It's going real good. I've been having an absolute blast on the OU Blitz ladder, which is for those who didn't listen to Battlecast last week. It's OU, but instead of it's a bunch of different time rules where you only have 30 seconds for team preview and 10 seconds for each turn. If you take more than that, you time out and you lose. So and it's like speed chess. It's like speed chess. Exactly. And it's, it's so much fun. You can test stupid Mimi, Mimi stuff and just have a field day with it. It's great. I love it. So he sent me a team for this and he's just like, let me show you the best team for Pokemon OU Blitz right now. And he sends me a team and it's legitimately just a, a like standard OU team, uh, hyper offense OU team. And I'm just like, yep, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I, I like nothing surprising, nothing gimmicky. It's just a straight flat OU hyper offense, which coming from Seth is very surprising. I'm even using a suicide lead. I said that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I feel so alive. So okay. is, is stall a thing at all in that format, just out of curiosity? Yes. Okay. Because if you manage to annoy your opponent and make them have to think around how to get around your stall, y- they take more than 10 seconds. So absolutely, yes. It's oh, easier man. to do hyper offense, but stall is there. Wow, interesting. Um, so uh, this is a question I guess I want to ask you two, because we asked it on the last show for the mailbag, and we'll get to it. Um, and maybe this is a good thing I should start doing, just asking the pro- previous mailbag question at the beginning. Um, but because we're talking about showdown, I'm just very curious because we talked about playing legacy versus not legacy when sword and shield comes out. And I just wanted to know your opinions on that because I, I assume it's two different formats. It's just weird to me because some people probably use showdown for just practicing for cart and other people are just using showdown for showdown. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting. Uh, has, has showdown said that they are going to be doing, uh, yes. both. Okay. Yes. Um, honestly, I'd say I'd probably do anything it'd just be uh for practice on cart because all of our tournaments and all the draft leagues and stuff we do are on cart so i'd probably anything that i do would stick to that basically i probably wouldn't uh dabble too much in legacy mm-hmm. okay what about you seth i'm i'm of a similar mindset because even though they've said that they're probably going to have two ladders they have confirmed that the ou ladder quote unquote is only going to be what's available on cart so mm. they've confirmed that from the top 100%. I've been watching because I wanted to make sure. But yeah, I'll probably stick with that unless I just get a hankering to use obscure Pokemon X. If I get a Celesteela. hankering to use Dunsparce. Celesteela, Cel- yeah, an Ultra Beast. You think that's um, making it in? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it could. They've got way too much <laughs> Ultra Beast merch right now to just drop them. Nope, and nope some- I think you're wrong. 
I don't know. Some rumors say there might be 700 in the decks, so it might I, be. So I'd be OK. I don't with know. That. Personally, I'm on board for the 700 decks. That would be crazy. That'd be cool. I still think they should be patching them in and they should I do, do so. I think that I honestly they have the mechanic for it and it'd be really cool. Yep. It's called they they have had the uh, mechanic for a while. It's called Pokemon Gun. It's the third version. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's only got Duraludon in it, which just becomes more gun-like. I'm a, I'm a little scared that that's what's going to happen. And it won't be the 2020 game. It'll be the 2021 game because 2021 is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon and they will announce Pokemon, the third version of Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it's going to be like, and the feature this one has is it has all the Pokemon to celebrate the 25th anniversary. Yay. And I think it's too soon to rip that Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah, I'd be <laughs> like, afraid of that, it's too. A, it's only been two years, guys, since you took them away. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it's not like we had a streak of like three games without them, you know, at that point, maybe two, maybe two. But, um. Out of curiosity, uh, what format do you guys think will be more popular? Do you think it'll be uh, OU or Legacy OU? OU, hands oh, down, 100%. Uh, I think OU because of branding. Only because of branding, though. And because I don't think... If they do the Legacy format, it will not have the same support. It won't have the same regulation. It might not even really have much of a ban list. It'll probably be more similar to Anything Goes. Sure. Than... Um, regular OU will. It won't be the official format for anything. It'll be an other metagame side format that we don't even know. Like, we don't know what gets what new move, what new ability. There's I nothing I we can I wouldn't claim confirm. that yet. I wouldn't claim that yet, only because it depends on the number of people yeah. that start playing it. Because I could totally see it becoming, like, almost like, I wouldn't say 50-50, but I could see it being, like, 70% of people play the standard OU format, and then, like, 30 people play Legacy. 30%, you know? And I think that's enough. I think that's warrants enough. That's enough to warrant like people to go and actually start regulating it personally. They would have to do it on their own time, though. It's not going to be official. Well, official in what capacity? It's Smogon. Nothing's official. Yeah, I, I, eh, it's not, not part of their formal tiering. Yeah, and but the thing it is, it be might become metagame. part of their formal tiering. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I see I see room for growth on their part if they really want to push Showdown as like the way to play. And I, I guess, granted, that's not really anybody's problem. I don't think anybody really cares. But if it gets to the point where like OU, where you can just get a match in 10 seconds on that tier as well, because there's no other tier like OU where you can just click it and get a match in 10 seconds mm-hmm. and uh, or no, less than 10 seconds even. And so I, I think that's a I think that's a big thing. Like I was on the RU ladder in the middle of the day, like on a Friday, like two weeks ago. And I there were five people on the RU ladder. Five. Yeah. Like, I, I think if we get something that's on, like, not to the same extent as OU, but higher than stuff like UU and RU, I could definitely see them, like, being like, maybe we should branch out. Maybe because there's plenty of people in, in the Smogon community that are probably hankering for, like, some kind of council position, you know? Uh, and Possibly, they want, yeah. And I can see them using that as a way to be like, here's legacy tiering and here's cartridge tiering. I, I could definitely see that possibility open up. I don't know, for me, like, the, the sticky wicket comes in is, like, when do you start saying, like, what's legacy? And not, I mean, basically, you dump everything in there. But, you know, how how who are they to say, like, what, if it would have made into the game, would have gotten, like, a new ability or something along those lines? And the example, the, ca- the case that I'm thinking about this is Gengar. A legacy Gengar, an older Gengar, has Levitate. Gengar no longer has Levitate. Um, and, I don't know, it's just something where... I think you go with the latest release. I honestly, I think that's what happens. Yeah, I think I that's what we have to do it. The latest which version, would mean, which would mean like something 
that might obviously in your head get a move like zygarde thousand arrows if it if it didn't get it and we we had this split in gen 7 mm-hmm. it still wouldn't have thousand arrows so yeah because they agree often i don't know they sometimes make almost signature moves or abilities uh, later on like there are several pokemon that have signature moves like flame fire lash for heat more yeah let's not talk about that <laughs> that uh. came out later and you can't reverse implement it if it's not in the game, even if the move exists. I think this is a good place to stop. Probably. And then we could talk about some cool <laughs> some cool kid news. So we're going to take a short, or not going to take a break. We're going to kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. It's just in. And on to the news. Uh, in the news, we've got a few things. First of all, uh, the latest Community Day was announced. We've got Ralts coming on August third. That's going to be really cool uh, with quarter egg distance as well. Uh, so it's an okay, it's an okay side of side effect. I don't think there's anyone better than experience in my mind. I like the quarter egg distance. I mean, it gives me an excuse to drop some money on a uh, adventure box and uh, pop some eggs. So. I wish I could do that. I just can't do that anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, 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 I spent maybe like $5 like a month ago, maybe. But other than that, like I'm going to have to buy another adventure box just off of the coins I've earned in game. That's true. Uh, yeah, you can definitely do that. Uh, the other thing that I do is I have Android. And so I all, I suggest you just let give in to your overlord Google and you sign up for the Google rewards and yep. it tracks where you go. And then it gives you a survey the next day and they're just like, hey, did you go to the grocery store? And you're like, yeah. And they're just like, did you use a debit card or a credit card? And you tell them you used a credit card. And then they're just like, yeah. here, have a quarter. And I've then gotten you- <laughs> so much things that way. Just be building that up. I've had <laughs> I, I, got, don't know. I have like ten dollars. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, you just drop it and go. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it, it's just so, they just. Yeah. So if you have an Android phone, I totally recommend that. Um, also in Pokemon Go news, not only do we have the Ralts Community Day, but Shadow Pokemon are in it. They brought back Shadow Pokemon, so it it, it shows that TPCI remembers that Pokemon XD and Colosseum exists. Yeah, which is really cool. And um, the mechanics are vaguely similar. Yes, vaguely yeah. similar. Uh, so what happens is you can see a Pokestop has been taken over by Team Rocket. If it's dark gray and it's spinning slightly, um, this creates an encounter with them. You do a battle with them. And afterwards, you can capture the shadow Pokemon they used, which has the move frustration. From there, you can purify the Pokemon. This costs Stardust and Candy, uh, which removes frustration and then gives them the move return. I think the frustration and return thing is probably the most frustrating thing of this to me. Because those aren't even cool moves. Are they good in Go? Uh, Snag can comment. I but, can't comment. I do very little battling. Scrawn can comment, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Well, here's the other question. Are, are Frustration returned new to the, like just those kinds I, of Pokemon? I think so. I don't think they're available otherwhere, otherwise. Okay. So there's uh, probably not enough, not enough research on it yet as to whether they're good or not. Yes. But the nice thing about that is if you, I heard if you do purify them... I believe they go up to level 25 and they get uh, two additional uh, IVs in each stat. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So 
That's nifty. Uh, that's cool. And it requires less Stardust and Candy to power it up. Like I said, though, I'm still stupid uh, upset about the frustration to return thing because uh, honestly, if I'm if I'm going to be honest about what's really cool about uh, Shadow Pokemon in Pokemon Coliseum XD is that when you purify them, they always had like a secret move. Yeah. And that was probably the coolest part to me. And they kind of removed that from the Shadow Pokemon. Granted, it's still cool eh. that they, they remembered Shadow Pokemon exists. So good on them. I think I think it kind of replaces it because it's kind of a cool move otherwise. And the good news is if you evolve the Pokemon, it keeps that move. Probably an obvious thing, but it just I, I, worth in noting. My mind, in my mind, I think of this as a two steps forward, one step back type deal. So it's still cool yeah. overall. Like it's still a positive. It's still all Gen 1s too, except Crobat. Uh, that's a little disappointing, actually. Uh, but I'm sure they'll roll out more because they need to find a way to like make Gen 1 Pokemon more available as they release more generations. Mm-hmm. So It's uh, got the Starters, Rattata, Crobat, uh, Snorlax, and Dratini and mm-hmm. their respective evolutionary lines. Uh, so Pokemon Masters, speaking of mobile games, uh, <laughs> just released more information. I think they're shooting for a, a date of like August 29th to release the game. So all of you patiently waiting with bated breath can wait for august 29th put that on your calendars and be like i'm gonna download a mobile gotcha game uh granted it's not entirely gotcha because they did say you can grab new trainers through the story they did say that you can level them up by paying money into the game which i think is a place where people will do it and you can also Mm -hmm. there's also like a max level they can hit but you can pay money to up that level there's also items you can get through the game that'll help you increase their level stuff like that so it's uh that's interesting to me i i think it'll be very cool very interesting i will definitely play the free version because i cannot afford another mobile game (laughs) uh, outside of pokemon go i will enjoy this to the freest extent that i can uh, I, I will definitely look for the information on it. Uh, they also did reveal that in the initial trailer, we saw people with masks on. Their name is Team Break, and they are characters who have been known to steal Pokemon. Uh, I hate that in only spinoff games do we get like bad guys that just have like classic evil agendas other than I'm going to cause the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, like i i just i i miss i miss just bad guys who are just generally bad guys and not just i have massive secret plot to take over the world i'm gonna wipe humanity from the face of the earth i mean Yay. okay like, like literally okay so i think it escalates it was first of all gen 3 is just silly because neither of those plans are good they're just not good plans i was referring to gen's well yet gen 4 is bad because the guy just wants to rewrite the world or the universe he's 25 by the way if i'm correct cyrus oh cyrus yeah i believe Cyrus is like a 25 year old dude oh my gosh that makes me think of he's like he's like that kid in uh philosophy class when you're in college who like totally thinks he knows everything (laughs) he like took philosophy he took philosophy 101 (laughs) he's just like he's like let me talk to you about rene descartes Everything is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I imagine knowing that he's 25 now. Um, Gen 5, it's just this massive... Gen 5 is a little bit better because it's just a massive plan to just take over the world by like dominating people with your Pokemon by telling them they can't have them. Uh, and then in Gen 6, it's stupid because he's like, I'm just going to destroy the world. Uh, and then in Gen 7, it was weird. Um, 
Gen 7 was weird uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, okay, so if you want to go ahead and play even more mobile games, if we haven't enticed you enough, Pokemon Rubble Rush is now out on your iOS devices. It's been out yes. for like two months ago on Android. So <laughs> like, it's not new for you Android users, which is a majority of the market. But for those of you on iOS, which is a significant fraction, you can go play Pokemon Rumble Rush, and I'm sorry in advance. It's fun, though, if you want mindless, just kind of looking at it while it's going. It's great for having on while you're, I don't know, hypothetically in your office doing work. <laughs> uh, speaking for real life experience over here, I've got Mario no, run for that. No, no, no. <laughs> I've got Mario run for that, personally. Oh, you're still, you're still playing Mario run, too? Yeah, man, I love Mario run. It's great. It's it better is. than Pokemon Rumble Rush. Uh, I was okay with the last Rumble game, but I don't know that I'm okay with a mobile Rumble game like this one where you can't really control anything. Yeah. It's probably the most frustrating thing. I, I don't like games like that. Uh, but yeah, if you're on iOS, you can go get Pokemon Rumble Rush now. Have fun. Uh, and then finally, in some Pokemon news, there was a lot of Pokemon news for this week in like yeah. three days. Glad we didn't do a Sunday episode like we or a Saturday episode like we usually do. Um, <laughs> Pokemon Detective Pikachu is coming out on home video. You can watch early the too. Yeah, you can you can watch this masterpiece on August 7th on DVD and Blu-ray. However, you can start to look at it now on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Prime, Microsoft, Vudu, and more. So pretty much digitally, you can go get it. Yeah. Um, if you're in Europe, you have to wait until September 2nd for it to be released digitally, and then September 16th for it to release physically. So go check that out. I mean, it was a decent movie. It was like, I'd rate it a solid six and a half out of ten. I enjoyed it. And I, you know, it's a gateway to get other people into this thing we call Pokemon. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. The the cinematic Pokedex on Serbia is up. It is incomplete, just like the Sword and Shield Pokedex. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a great way to get people in. They can see all the po They can see, I think it's like 95 Pokemon in the Pokedex. I think so. Uh, something like that. I just know that my mom came back from watching some movie and is like, there's a Pokemon movie coming out. It actually looks kind of fun. And I was trying to indoctrinate her. You know, it yeah, wasn't going to work, fair. but I have that's dreams. Fair. I think that happened with my mom briefly. She was like, when Pokemon Go was like huge, you know, it's already, it's pretty big still. But like, you know, when it exploded and became like a worldwide phenomenon for like a mm -hmm. month. She's like, should I play? Could I give you the Pokemon? That was before like trading or anything happened. And I'm like, mm. no, but I wish I wish they would have had trading because like that would have gotten my mom into it. She probably would be super in shape now. And because she just walked around and caught the Pokemon because she'd be like, I give them to my son who runs a Pokemon podcast. Mm -hmm. And she would feel like she's helping. Um, God bless my mother. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, I wish that was the case. I'm going to try to tell her that, that she can do that now and she might start doing that. Um, especially with home coming out, if I could just get her to dump it into home or into let's oh, go or something yeah. like that'd be amazing. No, I, I'm excited for Detective Pikachu to come out. I brought uh, my two older kids to go see it and they mm -hmm. liked it, but it, like it kind of freaked them out in a few spots. But, I can uh, see the Greninja stuff definitely <laughs> freaking a kid out. Yeah. But uh, one of uh, Dr. Odno's favorite Pokemon is Bulbasaur and I need her to see those Bulbasaur. Oh, she hasn't seen them? No, she hasn't. <gasps> That's depressing. How could you? That's depressing. So uh, uh, I, I definitely have problems with that plot for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but 
It's uh, just because it feels very, it's very easy. It's a very easy plot and you see where it's going. And then the main villain, he just like takes a crazy turn and you don't understand his motivation, but it's fine. It's a Pokemon I just, movie. I just don't like looking at the Greninja. They're too <laughs> wet. Yep. Uh, so other than that, uh, there is a patch coming out for Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee today. Um, that, or I guess this is on Wednesday, so not today, but there is a, there's a <laughs> bug where there's like issues. If your play time's at 999 hours and 59 minutes, and I'm sorry for you, shiny hunters, I guess. <laughs> um, and the, and the second is that there's a problem that prevents mystery gift after 10 attempts, even if the time is passed or something like that. I don't know what it is. Uh, but yes, you can go and get that if you want to go shiny hunt and your game is broken. Uh, other than that, though, I think that is it for the news. Uh, the one thing I want to bring up until it happens is that on August. Oh, I forgot the dates um, on August 16th through the 18th. Mitsuri Con is happening in Columbus, Ohio, at the Columbus, Ohio Convention Center. I will be doing a panel there. Um, and if you really want to come and see me do a panel or just come to an anime convention and be like, Thatch is there and the gravies are there. You can definitely do that. Uh, it's a, it's a crazy time to do that. So yeah, I'll be there uh, on, on that weekend to give a panel. So if you guys want to meet up, hang out or just come see the panel, uh, you're more than welcome to, uh, other than that though, I think that's it for the news. So we're uh, going to summer league. Don't forget, Summer League's still going on. So, Summer League's still going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should know. Um, it's, <laughs> by the time they hear this, they've got like two weeks to finish collecting badges. That's so, technically enough time. That, technically, <laughs> oh technically, but the gym leaders may not appreciate it. So that is going to be, but that is it for the news. We're going to kick it on over to the Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. This means that Seth and Snag are going to be working together as a team today to try to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions given to us by our Discord. You can go over to Discord and check that out. We have an awesome community over there, and it's a great way place to get to know us, but also drop trivia questions so Thatch can use them and not have to make them up on his own anymore. Uh, that was a bad dark time. Uh, these are far better. These are far more fun questions because some of the like questions that these guys come up with, even if we don't use them on the show, they're typically like really cool trivia facts. And it, it's just a lot of fun to know. I'm sorry that you guys don't have that pleasure. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, but they're going to each of these questions is worth one point a piece, except for the one that's not uh, that one. That one is going to have bonus points attached to it and you can grab an extra point there and if you have a you have a lifeline that you can use for a hint on one of the questions if you don't use that and get all the questions correct you can get an extra point so a possible total of 7 today uh you guys are competing against your fellow co-host on the show to try to see who can get to 30 points first because then you get $20 a $20 credit to the Puckle Tea Public store to buy whatever your heart desires which is probably <laughs> your own face a tapestry, yes. <laughs> uh, I I suggest put throw pillows. Those throw pillows are actually very nice. I really I really actually like them. They're very nice. 
But without further ado, let's jump into it. Our first question is, I mean, they're all from the Discord. I didn't put the people's names down this week, so you're going to have to deal with it. You monster. I know. I'm a horrible person. Uh, So you get a plus or minus one on this because this is a number. How many Pokemon has Ash hatched in the anime? (laughs) Yowch. So he technically hatched Togepi. Did he really? Okay. Uh, I think he technically did, yeah. Um, And then, let's see here, what else? Uh, Didn't he hatch... uh, What was it? Gosh, I don't know. I think there's another Um, one. It's not the Gibble, because he got got the Gibble, but something like... Maybe it was a Larvitar? He was handed that. Um, Yeah. uh, I think a Larvitar. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Um, So that's two. I'm marking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are some obscure ones. You want to say like four or, that's, or five and hope we're in the I margin? I would say four. Four? Because I feel like it's not, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's six. So we, we'll get in the margin of error. Fair. Um, Part of me wants to say three to, in case he only hatched two, but I think four is fine to get that plus or minus. All right, let's go with that. Four. Four is within the margin of error. Uh, the uh, the answer's five. Uh, so Toga, so Togepi, Fanfi, um, Scraggy, Larvitar, and Noibat. He hatched um, all of those. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I should watch the anime. <laughs> yep. There you go. I watch. <laughs> I don't know why I watch the anime as religiously as I do. I, I I pay attention to the anime. I don't know if I watch it. That's the right sure. word. I, I pay yeah. attention to the anime. So my my kids have been watching through. I think they blew through the Gen Four anime because it was on. It's on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, and now yeah. they're they're working through uh, Unova because it's on Hulu. So, oh man, that's good to know. Yeah, my my kids would be awesome at anime trivia questions. I bet <laughs> probably. <laughs> Actually, so I've purchased the first four seasons on DVD. I gotta get the fifth season. It's a little pricey right now, but if you have to watch the prices because it fluctuates, it's a weird market. Uh, <laughs> and it's stupid. It's stupid. Don't get me started, Seth. This um, is that insane Pokemon knowledge that we talk about yes. every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, if for those of you following along, like for the past, um, I think it's like the past five or six years, Pokemon has slowly been like making DVD box sets of every season of Pokemon, but it's only like two or three of them a year. And so we only just got to the Battle Frontier, I think, back in March. So they haven't hit Gen 4 yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Gen 4 anime is in some weird spot legally. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see. But I own I, I want to at least own up to Gen or season five because that's like the end of OG Pokemon, essentially. And that's where they go to. And after that, they go to Hoenn and that's where things get weird and wonky. Oh, uh, Yeah. But yes. OK, that is one point for you guys so far. Uh, after that batch <laughs> tangent, uh, we're doing trivia today. So the next one is uh, next question. In what generation did electric types become immune to the paralysis condition? Was that Gen 6? That was Gen 6. I dig it. It was Gen 6. That's true. They did a whole Uh, bunch of stuff in Gen 6. Exactly. So it's Gen 6. Good job, guys. You got a question real fast. It makes up for Thatch talking about the uh, (laughs) the economies, uh, the economy (laughs) of Pokemon anime DVDs. So that's two for two. The next question, as always, is your Pokedex entry question. Uh, so I'm going to read you a Pokedex entry, and you're going to tell me who that Pokemon is. This one's actually not from Uncle Oshawa. This one's from Bodtech. I remember this one Ooh. specifically. So it's, uh, it's a different vein, but I, think it, I thought it was a good one nonetheless. 
Its Pokemon Y entry reads, It enwraps its prey in its hair-like arms. It sings joyfully as it observes the suffering of its prey. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> um, sounds very... It's... Oh, it's Gorgeist. Oh, yep. Yep, yep. It's Gorgeist. That's correct. Um, uh, Gorgeist is that... Po- I, that was really fast. I did not expect it to go that fast, but I yes, it's like Gorgeist. I pumpkin spice things. I'm very basic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking a pumpkin spice pumpkin juice from harry potter world right now as we record i'm very disappointed because it's july (laughs) i want it to it's cold in my room okay (laughs) i'm very disappointed i'm very disappointed yeah my initial thought on that was sound very tangrowth-esque but uh gorgas makes so much more sense so good job on that seth all right so the next question is worth two points it's your bonus point question um, there are five possible answers. I, you will get a point for every two Pokemon that you answer with. Um, and yeah, we're going to see how that goes. So excluding levitate, what five evolutionary lines have access to abilities that give them to give them immunity to moves they would otherwise be weak to. Um, and okay. I will clarify to say this isn't like, it doesn't like blanket entire types like levitate would. Evolutionary lines, meaning just like even single stages. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think they're there. I will give you the free hint that none of these are single stages. Okay. So, um, there are five, you said five. There might be more because this was from the discord and it might not have been the most rigorous fact checking. Okay. And you say they get, uh, immunities to moves that they would otherwise be weak against. Yes. Okay. Through ability. Through an ability. So my, my initial thought, Seth is like lightning rod. Like what has lightning rod that would see King. Okay. Has lightning rod. Okay, good. So that's one line. Um, do, 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 do. Bronzong has levitate. You said no levitate. Um, that levitate Azum- I think makes it too easy. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it so you have to list a lot more. Azumarill has sap sipper. Good. That is two. That's one point for you guys so far. Good. Um, I'm trying to think more lightning rod things. What What abilities grant immunity? There's storm drain. And, uh, um, storm, storm drain, um, and the other one that <laughs> something else has water absorb. Uh, like I said, it's not bl- blanket types though, either. It's not blanket types either. I don't know if I understand that. Um, like some abilities would just block certain moves, but not all moves of that type. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm having trouble understanding what you what you're trying to imply. Um, block certain moves, but not so. If like a move would specifically be blocked by an ability, yes. Okay. Um, technically, Tapu Lele with Psychic Surge blocking Shadow Sneak. I will allow that. That's not on the original list, but I'll allow it today. <laughs> okay, so it's just blo- okay. So blocking individual moves, but not necessarily the entire type. Gotcha. Okay, I- I'm understanding yes. it now. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. So we get one more, we get another point. Um, yes. Um, does Queenly Majesty block anything that Ice Shard? Queenly Majesty blocks Ice Shard. Ooh, there you go. I'm guessing that probably also wasn't on the I'll, original I'll, list. It's not on the list, but I'll count it. I'll count that. I'll count that. <laughs> uh, and I think that's, that's a, I think that's our two points. Do you want to keep working that's on two it? points? I'll give you the other ones just so we can move this along. Uh, so Obama snow with, I believe he gets, uh, he gets soundproof or, um, Oh yeah. 
And then also Chestnut with Bulletproof. And same with Komo'o with Bulletproof as well. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yes, so they would both take hits relative to those. So yeah, that is... Uh, but yeah, you guys got two points there. So you guys are five for four right now. And you haven't used the hint yet. Uh, the next question is a base stack question as always. And I'm sorry in advance, this was a Thatch original. <laughs> um, so this is a... This is what rock type Pokemon has the lowest special defense of all rock type Pokemon. Special defense rock type. I want to say Geodude, but there could be something even lower than that. Okay. Special defense and rock types. Um, there's no baby. A Bonsly is a baby rock. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. we've got Geodude. Bonsly. Um, is there some weird gimmicky rock type? I'm feeling I'm feeling Bonsly is a good guess right now. Yeah, just because it's baby status. No, I'm trying to think about um, uh, if there are any other gimmicky ones. Uh, I mean, obviously there's the other other one which is Shuckle, but we're not on D- that. Nope. End. <laughs> um, Shuckle in Wonder Room. <laughs> <laughs> How many rules can I break today on these trivia <laughs> questions? Um, yeah, I don't know if I have any better answers for for this. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, do we want to use our hint, or do we want to pick one of these and go for go for glory? I say pick one and go for glory because I feel strongly that it'd be Bonsly just because, like I said, the baby status. Um, unless it's, I feel like the three that we're picking between are. Um, Boldor, no, not Boldor, Rock and Rolla, right? Yeah, that's, the, that's yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that Geodude and Bonsly. You know, uh, if you feel strongly about Bonsly, especially since it's a baby Pokemon, I'm going to defer to you. You know the stats better than I do, so yeah, I'm trying to. I'm giving a last minute thought on if there's any kind of weird gimmicky rock. The only other one I could think of is maybe Aaron. I'd, I think we're going to go Bonsly. Let's go with do it. You fe- do you feel that's okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, just taking a stab at Geodude was a guess at mine. So, yeah, let's do Bonsly. Yeah. Bonsly is unfortunately incorrect. It's actually not, it's actually like 45, and there are really? a significant number lower than it. Yeah. Uh, so the answer is actually Rogan Rolla with 25. Oh, oh darn it. At least uh, we said it, you know? It's Rogan yes. Rolla, then Geodude. Um, then even, even before you hit Bonsly, you still have Kranidos. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, you guys missed a lot of them. Uh, and then you have Dwebble. Dang And it. yep. Uh, there's like, there's a good number of them before Bonsly. Wow. Uh, that's more defensive than I thought it would be. Boldor is even lower than Bonsly. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it's at 40. Aaron is at 40 tied with Boldor. Wow. Um, well, even though our official guests yeah. sucked, I'm just I'm glad we were dancing around the right answer. Like we yeah. we, we said the bottom two. But yeah. you guys got five points anyway, which is a good showing. So that does almost change up our standings. <laughs> so we're gonna I mean everybody's so close. Every episode, if you score points, you're gonna move the letter around. So in first place with 22 points, we have Linian. In second with 20 points, we have R Sigma, followed up by Whimsicott with 19. In fourth, we fourth we have a tie between Seth and Sublime for with 18 points. 
In sixth place now, we have Snag with 14. Woo. Dr. Shamu in seventh with 10. Eighth place, we have Scrawn with eight. In ninth, we have Basket with four. And in tenth, we have Jushiro with three. That is it for this week's episode of Funko's Pokey Quiz. We'll be right back. Uh, we'll be back next week with another one episode 400. Actually, I keep forgetting that I have nothing planned for that. It's going to be a normal show. I hope people are okay with that. <laughs> and, uh, somebody's going to be like, it should have been something else. And I'd be like, yeah, it should have been, uh, come back in two years. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, that, that is it for Pogos Pokey quiz. We will take a short break here guys. And we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey guys, I'm crashing the show to bring you this week's iTunes review. It comes from the UK from Josh999. He says, great, 8 out of 8, Thatch & Co. I rate on a plate while I skate. Yes, that is spelled with as many number 8s as you imagine that is. Thank you, Josh. If you want to be on the show in the iTunes review sections, just leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show and it helps us grow our community and you can tell us what we do right and what we do wrong. And with that, I'm going to leave you guys with our topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be a Pokemon spinoff games, the future, the past, whatever. I mean, uh, I think the big thing that's hovering, it's been hovering around the mind for a while, has been what is the future of Pokemon spinoff games? We've we've kind of seen a transition in spinoff games as of late from the actual consoles that we used to play Pokemon on to smartphones. Because I don't actually remember the last time we got a Pokemon spinoff game that wasn't on a smartphone, other than maybe Pokemon Rumble Rush on the 3DS. Uh, or Super Mystery Dungeon on the 3DS? That, yeah, exactly. That came out in like 2013, didn't it? Or 2014, maybe. Uh, but Google knows. Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. I don't actually remember. I did buy it. Because I was, I've been trying so hard for so many years to get into the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series. <laughs> and... I've just been so burned by it. I came out in 2015, actually. I was going to say, because I think that was the year that we had the gap year in Pokemon and mm-hmm. in Pokemon releases. And I'm just like, cool, something to play. And then it was Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, and, <laughs> because Sky was, is where Mystery Dungeon ended. Let's let's all be real with ourselves. So I have played every single Mystery Dungeon except for Sky. And I think that's the problem. Not because like I probably would enjoy playing sky but i have been so jaded by the other mystery dungeon games Mm -hmm. that sky is difficult to play which makes me really sad because i I really want to get into it and right now i just don't have it the the time to do it i might do it because i have a really long flight coming up for japan (laughs) Um, and maybe i'll sit down and i'll just play that on the plane Um, i was i was planning originally to just play stardew valley (laughs) And because that's a game where I can get sucked into and not realize what time it is anymore. And uh, I want two things. I want to forget what time it is so that when I land in Japan, I go, this feels right. Um, (laughs) But also maybe just to fall asleep on the plane. I'm terrible at that. And as are most people in the entire world, because that's a normal thing to do is be terrible at falling asleep on planes. But yes, uh, that is is, that's where I'm at on it. But yeah, no, uh, I think I think the last proper spinoff game was probably 2015. With Super Mystery Dungeon. That's four years ago. That's crazy. And honestly, I think you are correct that we probably won't be seeing um we won't be seeing them on the consoles anymore. I think it's digital's where it's going to go. Uh so and I yeah. th- <laughs> which also I think means like any hopes of Pokemon Snap or Pokemon Conquest coming back. I mean let's face it, folks, th- those spin-offs are dead, sadly. Best spin-offs, yeah. I think, but they're they're done. 
To be fair, I think the problem with Snap is twofold. I mean, we get, people ask for it all the time. They ask for the for like a new Snap all of the time. And Game Freak always says because they always ask Game Freak, which is a weird place to do it because Game Freak didn't even develop it. It was Hal Laboratory. And I, I think it's uh, they're always just like, well, if we can innovate on top of that. And I'm like, you gave me Pokemon Snap in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Let's stop joking ourselves. Not to mention the Snap feature in Go now that kind of takes the place for everything that's Go possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can take it with like with you, which is kind of cool. It makes for great memes. I don't think it's nearly as fun, though, as like the actual Pokemon Snap experience. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it, because it's honestly, I think it's been a long time since we've all had a proper rail shooter. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that was a really cool rail shooter that is kid friendly because one, there's no guns like a typical rail shooter. And then you also had, I don't know, you had this aspect of like taking pictures of Pokemon. And I honestly, I think that's even a bigger thing to do. Uh, I honestly, I think you could take, you could almost take like the photo spots that they did in Sun and Moon and transition that a little bit into a new game all of its own. And maybe instead of being Todd with his like bulky camera that nobody would use today, you're, you're, I don't know, a kid with a smartphone Mm -hmm. and you're Mm -hmm. taking it and you're like, Hey, look at this picture of Pikachu. I caught, put it on social media. Boom. I got 50 million likes. And instead of calling it Pokemon snap, you call it Pokemon Instagram star. And you uh, you become a social media sensation. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. I've just made your game better. Not really. That sounds worse. Uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't want that game. Because, <laughs> I mean, Go kind of does that. You can just download the picture of the Pokemon with you in the real world and post it wherever. I still don't think that's the same because the Pokemon's not in its own environment. And I think that's kind of where I think that's the magic that's missing from yeah. Go. Yeah. Is that you want the Pokemon in its environment to be like, hey, this is its native environment. Uh, I think it was really cool when you could do like this, unlock the secret things. That's something that's missing from games in general oh, nowadays, yeah. to be fair. That's just like a state of gaming, like hidden little things uh, other than like the random Easter egg that like calls back to like Halo 1 and Halo 17. Mm-hmm. And other than that, like type of thing. I mean, being able to like you keep throwing apples at or pester balls at the Magikarp until you can knock it into the knock it into the waterfall to see a Gyarados. That kind of stuff doesn't exist in gaming anymore. Yeah, I I really miss that. The Internet's kind of ruined it, to be fair. Well, the thing that also made Pokemon Snap an actual game was that like, uh, you know, Professor Oak would like rate your pictures and you'd get graded on them. And, you know, it was a challenge to try and get the best picture. Now it's like everyone has the same picture of their Bulbasaur or their Eevee or whatever. It's all the same. There's no, I mean, maybe you can get it doing a certain pose, but the only thing, yeah, I mean, first of all, it's very limited, but I mean that I think you could take a limited decks again because we only had gen one Pokemon in that. I honestly, you just put gen two Pokemon in the game. Did you just say limited decks? (laughs) Okay. I'm trying to get over it, guys. I'm working (laughs) on it. Uh, uh, (laughs) But then, Oh, I'm, so I think that's something you could do. I don't know. There, on, on top of that, uh, po- the original Pokemon Snap, like, um, so I used to dabble in photography when I was in high school. I did a lot of photography. I got really into like the darkroom processes and everything. But one of the big things in in photography is called the rule of thirds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which means you can take a picture, uh, like the best looking picture you could you typically want to put it on either the right or the left third of the frame, not right in the center of the frame. And Professor Oak would purposely knock you points if you put the Pokemon not in the center of the frame. 
which is bad picture taking uh, <laughs> in terms of like doing photography, which is upsetting. But that is that is the Pokemon Snap rant from the Puckle podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I do think we're going to see this shift to mobile. I mean, the the difference with mobile is I think they're. Uh, I don't I don't want to say lazy because that's really bad rhetoric. That's especially like going around and I don't want to give more p- people more ammunition. But I'd like to think they like to throw more things at the wall and see what sticks with mobile. Yeah. Than they yeah. like to do anything else. Because Joe Merrick was actually tweeting about this earlier. Um, actually, actually yesterday, like on Tuesday, which I found really interesting because we were planning this topic since before then. And he was talking about how people are using these that yes, Nintendo is or Nintendo or Pokemon is doing spin-off games on phones now because it's just not nearly as profitable or feasible to put it on the same platform as the regular Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Uh I think the problem is though you get uh more you get more shallow games out of that. Um example, Magikarp Jump. Uh, um, but he also made a note that like more than half of all of the mobile games that have come out for Pokemon thus far are just debunk. They're just gone. They don't exist anymore. You can't download them. You can't play them anymore, Hmm. which I, which I found is an interesting statistic and he's kind of right. I mean, I think right now we got Pokemon rumble rush. You've technically got Pokemon duel. If any, somebody's playing that. They keep putting out updates for it. Right. I mean, one just landed the other day. So, somebody's paying for it, and I don't know who, because <laughs> now it's like $17 a month or something to keep up to date with it. Oh, Goodness wow. gracious. Because they got rid of loot boxes, and you just pay like a flat fee. What? Yeah, because uh, there was a whole loot box thing in Europe, and so that they just uh, changed the whole game. Like, Really? It's uh, Yeah. I say I tried to doubt like uh, enter into that like a little while ago and like it took a, an hour to download. I'm like, eh, forget this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, okay, I, I will stand by this till the end of the day. So Pokemon duel, for those of you at home who haven't listened to us talk about Pokemon duel, I guess it came out like three years ago now. Um, Pokemon duel is based off the Pokemon training figure game, which was a game that they tried to make a thing back in like 2006 and it only got like two sets in and nobody wanted it. Uh, I think they were legitimately just ahead of their time. Could you imagine in like the same uh, yeah. in the same time as like Amiibo right? you drop the trading figure game? That thing that would, would go bonkers. wild. Oh yeah, that thing would go wild. That would be so successful. Yeah, I I adore Duel. I just like it, it is very very loot boxy, which is kind of ridiculous. And yes, um, uh, that's kind of why I, d- I stopped playing. It's just because like you can't stay competitive uh, with it. Um, I'm dumping a ton of money into right. Um, the thing that I have liked about some of these spinoff games we've had in the past, though, like uh, Pokemon Picross and like uh, that was a nice one. And Rumble World is like they're they're free they're free to play they're free to start, but like there's a cap at the amount of money that you can put into it, which yes. I, I know like is probably overall bad business sense, but. I, I still like the idea, especially with the kids game. It's like, okay, you're capped out. You have everything available for this game. Like we bought that game for Snake Arena and she enjoys, she enjoys that. She plays. Uh, and, and it capped out at like normal game price, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Normal game price. Yes. Like 35 or $40. It was like I think. $40, I think for Picross and for Rumble World. I think they were yep. both $40. I, Cause I did the same thing just to know what they were. Yeah. And I just, I just paid for the whole thing, which is great. I think that was a fantastic idea. Yeah, uh, I I really liked it just from like a morals perspective, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, 
and I don't know. It's like it's just the way the game gaming world's going. It's like more loot boxy, which I don't like. I'm not a fan of. It, they're starting to get pushback. I mean, look at EA. It took them seven years, but they finally figured it out. Um, maybe. Well, no, they're surprise mechanics. <laughs> well, so like Battlefront got hit real hard, and then on top of that, uh, the other one was uh, like not just battlefront but also like the new star wars game like they said they weren't ever going to do another single player experience until the fan backlash hit real hard was like we want that and uh, we think it's awful that you would never give us that and now they're making one so i uh it gives me hope for just like gaming in general i'm hoping that we can come back to some happy balance between like this new like loot boxy thing to like keep gaming companies alive because i do understand there's a huge problem in gaming uh due to the fact that the video game prices haven't gone up in years. Like it's always, it's been $60 for, for a game. And uh, like for the 3ds, we never saw the games go over $40 and we never saw them go over $40 when they were on the DS. And prior to that on the game boy advance, they were $30. And, but that we were talking a shift between that was, that was 2005 was the last price increase on the 3ds um, for 3ds titles. And same thing going for home console titles. Like it was $60 all the time since like the beginning of the generation with like the Wii and the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's something that's bad to have that much stagnation in price. Granted, you want to be accessible to consumers, blah, blah, blah. But I think we should probably have to start paying more for our games. I mean, yeah, the, the time might come for that. Um, the Nintendo Switch is doing a really good job, in my opinion, of being very good at like flexible pricing for different games, especially on their eShop. And they really definitely, they're pushing me at least. And I think a lot of other consumers to their digital platform. And I think that might help out with that. And maybe we'll see more, maybe we'll get more Pokemon quest action. <laughs> um, I'm that's something I'm disappointed by, by the way, it's been out for over a year now. And we still only have gen one Pokemon in Pokemon quest. What's up with that? Nintendo. I think uh, that one burned out really quickly. Like, they put it out uh, around the same time that Let's Go came out, and uh, people were excited about it, and then just burned out on it really quickly. I think the problem, that one was very mobile gamey. Maybe not more so than Rumble Rush, but I feel like the Rumble games kind of have the stigma of people don't want to play them because they're kids' games. And I think Rumble, I think Quest was the first time it was just like, oh, cool, maybe a game for everybody. It's Minecraft Pokemon. And then it was just like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. Had it been at a different time, I feel like it could have worked, especially with all the fun little square merch that you could get for it, too, because those were kind of cute. I feel really bad because like none of this cool merch makes it to the States. It's always, always in Japan. And I, I don't know. We need Pokemon centers in the U.S. That's all I'm saying. We need Pokemon centers in the U.S. I feel like yeah. that's an untapped market that Nintendo just hasn't hit hard. Well, we have, we or just go to a games uh, GameStop. I was gonna say we have one on every corner. It's called, called GameStop. <laughs> yeah. They, to be fair, though, they get all of their stuff like super late compared they do. to the Pokemon Center, and Pokemon Center will like release it, and it'll be super timely with some release, and then it's not for like six months that GameStop gets that merch, and I hate it because put it in GameStop. I'll be there day one. You know, absolutely. GameStop needs that anyway. GameStop's doing a huge reform and I don't want to talk about that because that's not Pokemon. Um, but it's super interesting to me. <laughs> but yeah, po- yeah. Spinoff games have been I mean, yeah, we haven't had a real one for since 2015. That blows my mind. I mean, you, we could I could I could be that guy and go out on this limb and say, let's go as a spinoff game. I so I don't disagree with you. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the root of spin-off in quotes that we get for the next 
foreseeable future. I honestly think it depends on Sword and Shield sales um, because we're moving to a new console finally. And I want to see how the Sword and Shield sales stack up against the Let's Go sales. I find that incredibly interesting. The Let's Go sales were kind of small compared to traditional Pokemon game sales. Um, It also didn't follow the same sales pattern that we typically see with the Pokemon game, Uh, which is this is for all of you at home, because I know a lot of people are like freaking out, like, let's go ruin Pokemon Sword and Shield for the national decks and stuff like that. And I argue the contrary. I think they need a Sword and Shield to learn or not Sword and Shield. Let's go to learn how to make Sword and Shield. Yeah. And we, we can get into that ball of wax later. But uh, I think they needed that. They they admitted that that was how they learned to work on Sword and Shield. Um, it's also an unfinished mess. So I perfectly assume that they weren't prioritizing that in any fashion. Uh, but let's go. Um, where was I going with this? It sold 10 million copies. And that's kind of it kind of flatlined after the launch date. Mm-hmm. Like, no joke. Like, it's barely sold anything. This is also the first Pokemon game that I've ever seen within a year of its release being the most recent Pokemon game that Amazon has dropped the price on it significantly. You can go to Amazon and buy it for like 40 bucks right now. Yeah, on Prime Day, it was 30 for the yeah. EV. Yeah. It's uh, absolutely ridiculous how much that has dropped in price. And I think it's mostly because it was super hype when it was launching, and then it came out, and then it burned out. Uh, on top of that, I think Let's Go might have been a one-time phenomenon. I don't think yeah. you can repeat this with something that's not Kanto. Probably. I kind of agree. I, I don't know that you can repeat that. Like, I think if you say, hey, let's have a let's go, uh, let's go. I don't know. What would you say for gold and silver even? I mean, let's go Ligia and let's go Ho-Ho. And <laughs> uh, you, you make these games, you put them on the switch, and I think you sell significantly less. I think you sell maybe in the best possible case, you sell eight million copies. Yeah, I think they've adopted some of the mechanics they introduced in Let's Go into Sword and Shield pretty well um mainly like pokemon in the overworld and being able to directly interact with them that was the coolest thing from let's go in my opinion and the fact that i'm seeing it in sword and shield either means they listen to people liking it or the more likely they used that mechanic just somewhere else after they developed it so yes (laughs) i i don't think they i don't know how much feedback they took from sword and shield or from let's go because sword and shield was well way into well into development while let's go was happening because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, people are just like, why aren't they following Pokemon? They were following Pokemon in the last game because they didn't do it. And if you have following Pokemon, when there's already Pokemon in the overworld, it's going to be confusing. Yep. I will say, though, I'm really excited. It's maybe not spinoff game, but kind of like spinoff item. The fact that they're maintaining the Pokeball Plus in Sword and Shield as kind of a Pokewalker 2 of sorts really makes me happy. Uh, there's also Sleep coming out with their accessory which is kind of, I would qualify that as a spinoff game as well. Yeah, I mean, we need to see I, what Sleep is, but... Yes, I. so, I mean, yeah, I agree with what Snag said. I don't know what Sleep is, and I do, I at this point, I don't see <laughs> Sleep to as more, of, more than an extension of Pokemon Home. Or not Pokemon Home, Pokemon Go. Yeah. I, I had Pokemon Home on the brain because, like, it's almost a spinoff, but not quite. Uh, it's it's in the same realm if we don't know what it is. It's a very Enigma-ish game because I don't think Game Freak knows what it is. Right. And but it will have that hardware yes. with it. Uh, yes, it, it, you can buy the Pokemon. They they got the PR guys from Nintendo in the Wii U days and they they're calling it the Pokemon Go plus <laughs> plus. Um, those guys need to not have a job. 
the go the new go plus plus ultra edition no ultra we're done with that we're not going to pretend sun and moon didn't happen ultra sword and shield plus go (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's uh i i do agree with that i do agree that let's go is probably a spinoff game to an extent and that's probably where we're going to see it go because i i definitely see them with the quote-unquote success because selling 10 million copies of a game on a system that has its bestseller currently as like Breath of the Wild, which has only sold 12 million copies. Well, I'm saying only 12 million copies. Breath of the Wild sold 12 million copies. Let's go sold 10. What do you keep making, right? Like, Breath of the Wild has only sold 12 million copies? I believe so. We can, you can what? fact check. Wow. I, think it's, I think it's 12 million copies. Let me, let me double check this, but yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with you, Breath of the Wild. Um, there is no way. Uh, let me, let me find, uh, let me find it. Um, <laughs> Say, are those Wii U sales? <laughs> so as, as of, um, this is a while ago. Um, so, oh, actually Breath of the Wild is not the best selling game on the Switch. I was incorrect. Um, only because it's not prepackaged with systems. Um, mm. because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has 16.69 million copies sold. Are you kidding? Uh, Super Mario Odyssey has 14.4. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has 13.8. Breath of the Wild has 12.7. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee have 10.6. So it's in like the top five of Switch games ever. Let's right? Go Pikachu and Eevee? Yes. Yeah. Um, that... But I, so I, I'm very curious to see how Sword and Shield do because traditionally Pokemon games, granted it's on a handheld console that has a much lower entry point for price. Um, I would like to see what happens because they typically sell between around 16 million co- copies on lo- for launch, like generational games, uh, minus black and white, which only sold 15 million point something instead, which isn't that much of a dip personally. Everybody's just like, we're not getting good games because everybody hated black and white. And it's like, no, black and white still sold well. Uh, they, they still just sold made people really, mad. Really, they made people mad. Um, and I have theories on that, uh, Actually, so I, I guess I guess we can end the spinoff topic with that. But um, <laughs> but like black and white. So I think I personally think this and this is a completely Thatch opinion and you can choose to disagree with me. But I think this is um, th- there's probably better words to give it. But I believe that there is a certain amount of time. It takes a significant portion of the Pokemon fan base to accept a new Pokemon as a Pokemon. Yep. And I think it aids it to be shown with other Pokemon in a Pokemon game. And so what happened with Gen 5 is they made all these new Pokemon before the typical Pokemon fan had said, yes, you're a Pokemon. And they gave them a game without any of the old Pokemon in it to be friends with the new Pokemon. And that's what really set people off is they weren't ready. And that's why Gen 5's aged so well, because we've accepted these Pokemon now as Pokemon. We're like, yeah, this is fun because it's only these Pokemon in it. Da, 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 da. And that's great. We we really like that. And I think that's probably the big reason why black and white was such a shock originally. And I, I think that's something that Nintendo or Pokemon has learned from is that, yes, we need new. Po- we need to put old Pokemon in with new Pokemon. And I also like these smaller generations as well. I don't think we need giant generations anymore. I think you put I think you put 80 Pokemon in and you're done. Maybe 100 if you include forms or whatever. Give me them 140s. <laughs> I don't think I like please, no. I like new stuff. <laughs> I I am not a fan of anything like I, I think you get to a point where it's not lazy design, but it's bad design. Um, I think the I think if you look at Gen 5 with the 157 Pokemon they added that generation, look at the look at the elemental monkeys. Look yeah. at look at the genies. Uh, I think those are very telling. 
I think I think Kobalian and Verizian and Terrakian are really cool designs. I think they just shoved too many legends of that game, to be fair. They shoved way yep. too many legends of that game. Uh Gen 5 and 4 were really bad at that. And then they yes, just they like, were. went in the opposite direction with Gen 6. They're like, yeah, Xerneas, Yvetel, and Zygarde. Done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, long, as long as we're right here, I'm so mad that they didn't put the Musketeer Pokemon in Kalos, which is basically France. Right? I mean, right? I mean, I mean there, there's that. And then also you take away Poke- legendary Pokemon from Gen 5 and you put them in Gen 6. It makes complete sense. They did it with Shellos, guys. They did it with Shellos. Yeah, it's in Ruby Sapphire code. It was originally supposed to be in Ruby and Sapphire, and then they just saved it for the next gen. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, okay. That's a good note to end on this spinoff conversation. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, we're going to cut it there, and we're going to take a short break and be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Well, school's coming up, kids. If you want some cool new swag for, I don't know, back to school season, you can go over to the Puckle Tee Public Store and you can go and grab any kind of designs, whether it just be the Puckle logo so you can represent me and the company that all these people are working for, or maybe you just want something cool like a Pokemon like Dragonite Kanji shirt. It's fantastic. We got everything over there. If not, maybe you want a throw pillow to throw in your apartment if you're going to college. Just some cool artwork to put on your wall. You can just go grab some of the puckle staff uh pictures that basket put up they're great uh, i suggest it everything you can buy there helps us out in any single way that you can possibly do it uh it, it's a great way to support the show and get something in return so please go do it and i will catch you guys on the flip-flop <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 330, Flygon, the Mystic Pokemon. The Pokemon Y Pokedex entry says, Known as the Desert Spirit, this Pokemon hides in the sandstorms it causes by beating its wings. So Flygon was a dragon type in a generation that Salamence existed, which was really sad. Uh <laughs> Which and then is, the next generation, it was a dragon ground type in a generation that Garchomp existed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Such is Flygon's life. So it doesn't help that, like, its stats aren't great either. Like, it's yeah. base 80 minus attack and speed, which are base 100. And, I mean, base 100 speed isn't bad, but when you have 102 base speed, you're just better. <laughs> yep. And, Garchomp. And Garchomp. And so, uh, granted, at least in Gen 7, Flygon did get access to Dragon Dance, which is great. Yeah. And made it almost good. It also has defog, which is cool. Yeah, that's a thing. They just gave defog to everything. <laughs> it was weird, uh, especially when Ultra Sun Ultra Moon made it a move tutor. They just yeah. they just straight up gave it to everything. So let's break it down. So Flygon's in the UU tier, but I think may- actually RU tier. It's in the RU tier. <laughs> but Seth has been prepping for the inevitable <laughs> and made an OU team with it. To prep himself for Sword and Shield. <laughs> so to preface a little bit, this is this is a team I've been working with where I'm playing with restrictions on myself, and it's just playing with things I know are available in Sword and Shield. That's that's pretty much all it is. And I can't use Megas, I can't use Z moves because those aren't available in Sword <laughs> and Shield. So this team is what I feel like with what we know right now. Uh, it gives me a good feel of how OU might be in Gen 8. So that's the 
the reason behind some of the unorthodox things you'll hear about here. I think that's really ballsy of you to do for two reasons. One, we've only got like, so they've only announced like 200 Pokemon up into this. Well, announced. I'm putting that in quotes. Mm -hmm. They've shown 200 Pokemon so far for Sword and Shield. You don't know the Gen 8 stats. You don't know. I I don't think we've been shown anything good in Gen 8 yet, personally. Not really. Maybe Corviknight, maybe Duraludon, but I don't even think those are very good, but we'll see. I don't think Duraludon will be that great. No, Water Rock type. Either. Awful. Duraludon's Dragon Steel. That- oh, Duraludon. I was thinking yeah. of... Uh, You're thinking... One. Of uh, the turtle that I like. He has really yeah. cool colors. Dreadnaw. Dreadnaw. Dreadnaw, yes. Duraludon might do okay, depending on his stats. It depends on his yeah. stats. It has good typing, but I, I don't think it's going to have a whole lot else going for it. I mean, maybe it'll be another pseudo-legendary and have... Uh, uh, base 600 stats, we'll see. I think Who it's going to be a pseudo. I, they seem to be setting it up I to don't. be because it's supposed to be the anti-Tyranitar that we already had in Agron. I think it's just a standalone, just fun thing. That's fine. Either way. It can't have higher than 70 or 80 HP be based on calculations. It has 100 special attack at least because it knocked out the Tyranitar. I don't. Anyway, we're talking about what actually <laughs> exists right now. <laughs> So, uh, the first member on this team is obviously Flygon. This is pretty basic standard OU, or UU Flygon. Um, Choice Scarf, Flygon with 4 HP, 252 attack, 252 speed, Jolly Nature, U-Turn, Earthquake, Outrage, and Defog. I mean, you could build a, I guess you could build a Dragon Dance set, and instead of Defog, put Dragon Dance, but this is pretty standard. This is, this is Flygon. It's budget Lando T with a scarf. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, and so to follow that up, we're just like, what other rocky Pokemon can we get? And the answer is Tyranitar with an Assault Vest, which is probably the coolest Pokemon to ever exist. And so he's got 224 HP, and this is just to take two hits from Mega Latios, um, which doesn't exist in your Metaseth. No, it doesn't, but it exists right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's got 32 attack, 252 special defense, and this thing is super standard with Rock Slide, Superpower, Earthquake, and my favorite move, Pursuit, to put on Tyranitar, because it is a really good Pursuit Trapper. And more people aren't prepared for it, which is really surprising. Yeah. This thing eats Mega Alakazam. That's mm-hmm. what it's here for. And in prepping for eight, it's supposed to eat Hydreigon. So it's whatever. very good at taking a lot of hits, uh, a lot of special hits. And most of those Pokemon are weak to dark type moves. And it really helps to have that pursuit there. And it just stab pursuits and knocks something out. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you absolutely trap something in there but let's let's move on let's move on snag what else you got uh so uh we got a clefable as well on this team which i like a lot it's running uh with uh, leftovers which is a very common item to have we got the magic guard ability uh and 252 hp 172 defense and 84 special defense it's going to be bulky culminator on this one and then this is going to be running uh stealth rock moonblast soft boiled and wish um, so it's going to be your rock setter, uh, and, uh, we'll be able to, uh, shoot off a moon blast as a defense. And then, uh, the wish, uh, Seth tells me is to help heal your, uh, Tyranitar. So, uh, when your Tyranitar is taking a couple hits, you wish it back up and you now have a special wall again with your Tyranitar. I find it very surprising that so- Sword and Shield is going to still reward people for having legacy Pokemon. Like yeah. super legacy Pokemon, because Softboiled Clefable, I think, is probably the worst example of it. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, because like it it was available in Gen three, and that was the last time it was available. Uh-huh. And you have to get it with a specific ability and hope that ability switches, and then you get Softboiled. It's uh, Softboiled Clefable's a problem. Yeah, 
I was honestly expecting when they did the home thing and started to kind of making announcements before they told us what Dexit really was, I was expecting them to say, like, the movesets will refresh upon entering Sword and Shield, and I would be mad, but they didn't. Okay, that would have been worse than just announcing they cut the decks. I'm not, yeah. I, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been worse, folks. Uh, and then the uh, the other uh, support Pokemon we have on this team is a Ferrothorn uh, with Leftovers and, and Iron Barb as the ability. 252 HP, uh, 32 defense, and 224 special defense. Also with the careful nature, excuse me. And this one is going to be running Spikes to get some more hazards out there. Leech Seed, Power Whip, and Thunder Wave. Thunder Wave's a lot of fun on Ferrothorn. Yeah. It's another cool stop to Greninja and Alakazam and... Especially in, like, if you want to play Blitz OU where everything's fast, it's really good to catch some things there. None of those things, as you just said, are in Sword and Shield so far. (laughs) Halucha. Halucha is, but there's going to be no terrain, except for the whole... There you go. Dynamaxing. (laughs) There's going to be no terrain, except for when you Dynamax. (laughs) Except for every move. (laughs) Dynamaxing hurts me, very personally. (laughs) Uh, I think it's great. But on to the really weird things. So I've got a Mew here that's filling a weird role that Mew doesn't normally fill, which is kind of just psychic type attacker and high dragon lure, as well as something that can inflict burns, because that's important to the last member of this team. So we've got Mew holding leftovers with obviously synchronize 252 hp 224 defense 32 speed the speed is to outrun max speed tyranitar which is a relevant benchmark again folks back in gen 4 here we are again yeah and the moves are psychic roost will-o'-wisp and volt switch will-o'-wisp is to burn specifically you know physical attackers namely things like tyranitar ferrothorn is another good one that i really want to switch because they'll often stay in and try to set up on mew but being able to burn it helps and i also wanted a volt switcher to combo with flygon give me some good pivoting Mm -hmm. and if you burn a ferrothorn and pivot into the last member of the team you can just run train last member gyarados holding leftovers because this is you can't do z move or megastone you're you're stuck with those ability is intimidate moves are substitute dragon dance waterfall and bounce so I find it weird that it's Intimidate. Yeah? Explain. Like, you can still Moxie. You can still Moxie. I could still Moxie, but the, I built it to be a little bit bulkier to take on big things, because okay. I've still got to have it function in the current OU ladder, and Moxie, I don't feel like, does as good of a job here. I want to be able to set up more easily and Makes get sense. accrue more boosts. Makes sense. So the EVs, here's where it gets fun. The HP is 152 HP, which brings you to 369 HP, which is a leftovers number. The speed, I'll go to speed next, is 168 with a jolly nature. And that, at plus one, allows you to outspeed base 130s. I've crafted this EV spread already to be for Gen 8, because Jolteon will be relevant. So that outspeeds Jolteon at plus one. Comboed with that, the attack is 164, which allows you to one-hit KO a Jolteon with Waterfall at plus one. And Mm. the remainder I just dumped into special defense. So again, that's 152 HP, 164 attack, 24 special defense, 168 speed with a jolly nature. And you can withstand a Ferrothorn's power whip if it's burnt. You can use Gyarados to kind of set up on especially more specially oriented things that it resists. Maybe a Greninja stuck in a water move or something along those lines. But 
Gyarados can run train if you let it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, then. Let's see, then. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the team. Uh, that That is it. <laughs> yeah, and Flygon, you could swap out for as a pure defogger instead of Scarf, especially with Thunderwave support from Ferrothorn. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to more reliably allow Gyarados and Tyranitar specifically, because both of those are susceptible to hazards. Gyarados mm-hmm. to rocks, uh, Tyranitar to multiple spikes stacking. Um, so you could run Flygon as a dedicated bulky defogger. It's a great Heatran counter in the current meta, so that's an option too. Oh, right. Well, that's your Flygon team. You can go to the Discord and grab this team and plug it into the showdown and see if you can do better than Seth. You probably can. And <laughs> you can... Uh, <laughs> But you guys can go over on the Discord. The team will be there for you guys. Uh, you can also, if you're a patron, pick up one of those shiny Flygons later this week. So be sure to do that. Check that out if you're not already a patron. If not, go to patreon.com slash podcast and do it today. Uh, but until then, we are going to take a very quick, short break. And we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! for the mailbag sending your emails and welcome to the mailbag the mailbag is brought to you as always by the energy drink green toros the energy drink that gives you hooves speaking of energy drinks that could use one it's 10 (laughs) o'clock and as always we'll give the green taurus badge to somebody that we remember if we remember um so (laughs) Uh, the green, t- uh, but this is the mailbag segment where we read listener emails on the show. All you have to do is email pucklepodcast@gmail.com, and you can have your email read on the show. You can email us about anything you want, and maybe we'll read it as long as it's pertinent. And we typically have a mailbag question. Last week, I asked you guys what you what meta you guys would play uh, throughout the what meta you would play. Would you play Legacy Pokemon or would you play New OU? I'm very curious to hear, so let's jump right on to this. We had we got a lot of emails for only it being Wednesday. Uh, so this is from Jack Fitzgerald. Sup, Thatch and co-host. First, you ha- if you haven't said hi to Ryan already, hi, Ryan. Well, joke's on you, we did. <laughs> I did today. I actually did, because I had a story involving Ryan, because I see Ryan far more often than I used to. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited for Sword and Shield, and we'll be looking forward to competitive battling on the cartridge. Sure, there's some controversial topics t- coming out of these game few freak interviews but i feel as if this will be a great game with an interesting meta oh that's absolutely true i feel like that's hands down 1000 percent true is that the meta will be more fun i agree with that from a competitive standpoint i like it as a pokemon fan i don't know how i like it just <laughs> our team this week yep uh i'm curious to see which op mons will miss will miss the final cut uh landorus <laughs> yeah landorus and i wouldn't be surprised if greninja doesn't make it at least ash will maybe be out finally yeah my favorite tier is to battle is in Ubers. I love the absolute nuclear metagame provided with power <laughs> creep. I despise stall. I'd love to see an extra-drilled hyper-offense team for Ubers for the Pokemon of the episode, if you haven't already. We we probably have. Ah. Uh, I love the podcast, and I always feel like I'm sitting here sharing my opinions with you guys. I love the multitude of co-hosts you have, which brings in a lot of variety other shows can't offer. Keep up the great work. Jack Fitzgerald. All right. Thanks for that, Jack. That was a good one. It's a good positive outlook. I like it. I mean, okay, so like from a competitive standpoint, I think this is a cool change. It's forcing everybody to make a, be in the pre-bank meta. Yep, forever. Forever, which I think is great. Because uh, I think pre-bank metas are probably some of the most fun things, and I wish we would have in competitive, like, Smogon Pokemon. I wish they would endorse a tier that would... or and I, I honestly think they should have two concurrent tiers, 
like one for the for all of the Pokemon, like national decks, and then you should have one that's just a regional decks at all times. Yeah, but I'm okay with them. I'm okay with Pokemon forcing us into this regional decks type deal. I'm okay. Like that. That is the one thing I'm okay with. Uh, as a Pokemon fan, I'm gonna be really upset if Feraligatr doesn't make the cut. I find it interesting they brought up Ubers and like I just didn't even think about like what would the Uber scene even look like because they might have, Ubers like, is not going to exist like <laughs> you'll just have OU ban list yeah it's yeah. going to be OU ban list that's all it's going to be it'll be Aegislash, Zashian Zamazenta and and that's all you're assuming that Aegislash makes it in <laughs> I have hope <laughs> I don't because so so uh, Soul Rock and Lunatone were not in uh, I have hope. <laughs> We're not in Sun and Moon, I, which was really disappointing. Uh, okay, so this next one is from Knox. All right, Knox. Uh, greetings, Thatch and his coveted co-host, and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> 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 He's going to eat this up. I'm telling you. So you're going to have to send like several timestamps now. <laughs> it- yes. <laughs> It's me, Knox. It's been a while since I've been I've written in, uh, but I had a great time hanging out with you guys at PuckleCon. I didn't write in for Dexit, so I'm going to do a tiny little summary of my thoughts. I'm disappo- disappointed, but Noivern is in, so I'm not too mad. I just need <laughs> Delibird, and I'll be somewhat satisfied. What two different ends of the spectrum, by the way? Noivern and Delibird. Right, right. They share a type, at least. <laughs> now, on to the topic. I've been a huge competitive guy, and the only time I dipped my toe in was the PFTT. But I do... Uh, uh, but I do play Showdown and do battle clinics every once in a while, so my opinion isn't going to be the most advanced. But my thoughts would be that both matters would be fun. I love playing the Legacy version, but sort of standard could provide an interesting perspective on a smaller meta. Regardless, I definitely prefer a Legacy version so I can use what I want more freely. My question for you is, what meta would you prefer? Hey, we talked about we that. We answered that. Yeah. Boom. I've been Knox. Thanks for the outstanding content. See ya on the flip-flop. I like that people are thinking for the content. I appreciate it. I like making the content. <laughs> All right, this next one is from N Harmonia. And I've got this one. A big hello to Thatch and his lovely co-hosts. It's ya boy, N Harmonia, writing in for the first time. First off, I just wanted to thank you all for being a wonderful and genuine content creators for and for making my Mondays at work a lot more enjoyable. And second, big shout out to Whimsicott for thinking of such an interesting topic. I really enjoy Smogon, and I think it's only going to, um, and I think it's not only great for training and learning more about other Pokemon and how to use them in battle, but it's just plain old fun and a great way to kill time. Now, as for the question, I think that I would actually enjoy playing the Swish meta, Sword and Shield, haha, but I would probably use the Legacy more purely because I would miss all of my favorite bugs, especially my darling Scolopede, if they didn't get into the Swish decks. I do like a challenge, but I also like seeing my friends in action. Again, thank you for being a wonderful podcast, and keep being awesome. Catch you on the flip-flop, and Harmonia, sent via Pidgey Mail. These have all been such nice emails. Yeah. They've been complimenting right? us. I am so appreciative. <laughs> all right, yeah. this next one is from Itan, or Itan, I forget how to say his name. Hey, Fuckle Crew, how are you wonderful people doing today? I will personally Good. be doing both competitive scenes because the majority of my friend group will be on the council scene, and I personally like the Smogon slash Showdown scene. I actually enjoy playing on there. Have a great day, everyone. That's a good opinion. I don't yeah. know. I think we're going to... I'm telling you guys, it's going to be like 70-30. It's going to be like 70-30. I think it's going to be 80-20 at best. Maybe 90-10. I think 80-20 is good enough for me, too. <laughs> I think I think having 10% of OU is a big enough reason to try to support it more. No. 
I think so. All 12 people, no. <laughs> what? Have you seen how many people play OU? Yeah. I think you're wrong. This next one is from Old Man Tuck. All right, I got this one. Hug life! <laughs> Greetings, Puckle Hosts and Thatch. What? Hey! <laughs> well, I don't know if that's a jab at me or not. <laughs> hey! Well, I, he, he explains it. Why does everyone always greet Thatch first? Tossing love to the other hosts. And Thatch. Aww. I'm actually okay with that, because you guys deserve it. You guys deserve it. <laughs> Thank you, Top. I appreciate it. Now, to get to the question at hand, will I be playing the cart competitive scene or more showdown with Swish? Personally, I mostly like playing on cart, as I believe that will be the direction that draft format is going to lean, as Wi-Fi battles look so much cleaner than showdown. So true. Yeah, definitely. I think all the big leagues and even uh, Puckles League are probably going to be doing their drafts on cart. Although I shouldn't speak mm-hmm. for our commissioners yet. While I will- probably cart. <laughs> <laughs> While I will still be using Showdown for team building purposes and test matches, I just don't feel like a non-cart based meta will be predominantly used. I understand that Showdown is used for a ton, use a ton now, but I feel that. When they add an additional Pokemon not available on the cart, the very essence of the tiering system will change. It'll be harder for cart-based players to jump into quick matches with drastically different metas. I'm sure that Showdown will actively update a cart-esque meta, but at this point in time, the news about Swish, uh, with the news about Swish, I'm not certain that it will be overall more popular than the all-inclusive tier that Showdown has talked about. Uh, that's interesting, coming from someone who does, you know, a bit of competitive uh, yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, thinking that yeah Seth. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just saying what I've seen them confirm. The actual, like, moderators and things like that, They're the only, the meta will be cart. That's, eh. The others will be supplement. I, I doesn't doesn't mean that people will play the unofficial meta. Yeah, they. Have, I mean, they have to oh, know what do people want to play. If people want to play with all the yeah. Pokemon. That's true. Yeah. It's called capitalism, Seth. (laughs) Meh. Alright, back to Tup's email. However, I am very excited for there to be such a variety coming in the future, and I hope that it increases the new feel of Switch. Uh, The past few games have just felt like the meta became ultra-stale, ultra-quick. Hey! But I'm just... I'm looking at you, Lando. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) I can't wait to hear your opinions on the matter. Keep up the great work. Don't forget to plug Puckle Plus and the coming Puckle Plus Plus channel launching with Swish. (laughs) (laughs) Ultra Puckle Plus Plus Go. Oh my gosh, can we get Puckle Plus Plus? That sounds like a fun, that sounds like a, we need, that needs to be, that needs to be, but all it is is just like Thatch like breathing while he's editing an episode. It's ASMR Thatch. (laughs) I think that's also where we put the uh, the April Fool's episode that Scrum does. (laughs) Puckle Plus Plus, let's go, it's happening. Uh, Thanks for the business idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love that. That's that's too good. And uh, Thatch, don't forget to forget to give out the green Tauros badge, and he already has it. Catch you that. on the flip side, old man Tup. Thanks for the email, Tup. Also, Seth was here, and he reminded me to give it out, so I have to, <laughs> I have to remember. <laughs> All right, our last email today is going to be from Bodtech. All right, and I've got that one. Greetings, Thatch Batch. Which That's meta would such I... a cool name for us. That's Batch. <laughs> I like it. Wow, I have just been impressed by this mailbag, and maybe it's because it's ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's uh, this is great. I I love this. These emails are just hitting it. Like I'm feeling it. I love the love. <laughs> anyway, more onto this. 
Which meta would I play? That to me is entirely a function of which Pokemon I want to use. Whenever I play competitive Pokemon, I first look for or build a team around a specific mon. I'll play it a bit on Showdown and then start building it on Cart. Honestly, building competitive teams for me is more fun than battling itself. I love looking at each member of the team and picking the perfect ball for them, hatching egg after egg until I find that oh-so-great shiny star of the team that is my favorite part of Pokemon. Please, dear lord, let breeding be in Swish. Even if Ditto's gone, don't take away my frantic running back and forth (laughs) on the same route over and over again until eggs hatch, crying face. Bracing for the worst, Bodtech. To be fair, hatching eggs over like in the wild area would be super cool. Yeah, that would be neat. See, I mean, did we get did we get given an egg in Sword and, or not in Sword and Shield in Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon? We usually get like a gift egg in games, and I can't recall one. I can't remember one either. But I, don't know, I mean, just as a quick comment on that, Game Freak is like kind of controlling how they want the game to be played. Like they took breeding out of Let's Go because I mean, sure it wasn't in the originals, but they also said. Oh, we don't want people to be sitting there breeding the whole time. They don't think that's, like, really the essence of the game. But you made the mechanic, just leave it in and let us choose the way to play. Give us Pokepelago to do EV training, but also give us uh, super training. You you guys know what I mean? I think breeding's going to be back. I don't think that's going anywhere, especially when they have a whole line of Pokemon dedicated to it with the babies. See, I'm not so sure about that just for the simple fact of raids happening. I feel like they're going to put uh, more toward doing raids to get their competitive Pokemon than to... Um, I don't agree with that either. To quote I, that I, taco I, commercial, I, I, why not both? I, I think both is a good... I think that's a good answer. I think Gigantamaxing could also potentially be something that's bred down. Uh, it depends yeah. on how this whole Dynamax level thing works out, because I'm sure yep. Gigantamaxing is somehow tied to that. And I want to know if that's like an inherent stat in a Pokemon, like if it's in a new seventh stat. Yeah, or is it going to be something that's uh, that's something that we can work on, and maybe certain species can become Gigantamax if you work hard enough on them? And the press release is just confusing; like they can be. Like most yeah. of this PR disaster has been. Yeah, think of it like if if a Pokemon's fully EV trained, the graph changes. If it's fully EV trained, maybe that's what lets it Gigantamax. I don't know. We that's don't something yet. that could pot- potentially happen. Like it could be certain Pokemon of that certain species can Gigantamax, and you can find them in raid battles. They're rare. But it's just like, yeah, you could just yeah. get them right away, or you can train up and get one. I think it. Yeah. I think Gigantamaxing has problems if it's just Pokemon caught in raid battles, and it's only some Pokemon caught in raid battles. I, I think that's an inherent problem, and I don't. I I don't have a lot of faith in Freak, but I have more faith that <laughs> they know what they're doing than than that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think breeding's leaving though. That's that's too ingrained. I the the only thing is, if you're talking about the baby Pokemon though, I think that's a horrible defense because if you look at something like Sun and Moon, they really integrated the baby Pokemon into the actual game. Look at Route Very One. Very true. Look Very at Route true. One. You yeah. could catch. I, I swear, I think it's like four baby Pokemon. Or you like catch Black White too. You could have gotten Riolu. That's another. Option. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Riolu. I don't. I. I. That's a different story. I think. Yeah. But I. I think something like Iglybuff. I yeah. think uh, Igglybuff you could catch. You could catch Pichu there. You could catch Bonslight. You can catch Munchlax. All right on Route 1 and Sun and Moon. Yeah, I have a weak defense for that. Yeah, so I think I think that's a really poor defense for breeding being in. I think the only re- way we could say that breeding is in is that it's such an inherent part of what Pokemon has become. And I think mm-hmm. removing that feature would be taking, I don't know, taking away the essence of Pokemon. But again, like, so what is the National Dex in my mind? And that's kind of like... Yeah, we don't know. I, I just don't know what's happening anymore. But thank you for that for those emails. All of you is fantastic. We enjoy reading those as always. 
If you would like to email us in next week, you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, letting us know what was your favorite spinoff game? Yeah, let's say that. Or what spinoff game would you like to see on a mobile phone? Pokemon Conquest 2 <laughs> uh, on mobile. That could be fun. It's just Fire Emblem Heroes, but Pokemon Conquest. Actually, that would work really well. <laughs> that would work stupid well. Nintendo, I fixed your problem. <laughs> Ta-da. Okay. Moving on. Fire Emblem Heroes, but Pokemon. Just hear me uh. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, that's, I think that's called Pokemon Masters. But <laughs> this is a, a great place to end. Uh, if you want to help... Uh, do you want to give up that green Tauros badge? Uh, yeah, it goes to Enharmonia. That's the answer. That's what I said. All right. <laughs> Enharmonia, you can get it. None of these guys said no. Uh, so come and get your green Tauros badge. Turn your name green. Uh, so also, if you would like to help out and join the community, you could go over to our Discord and just join the community. That's something I noticed I haven't been saying as often, is that you should come to the Discord. <laughs> so come to the Discord. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, head on over to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Dig Dug, or what is it called? Dig with two Gs. That was <laughs> what? Website. That used to be a website. It was like it was like Reddit back in the day. Um, that's not something that we're on, but at everything else, we're at Puckle Podcast. Um, you can you can go ahead and you can uh, join in the fun throughout the week by going to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast and catching up with me, Jushiro and Orange. And I think some more people are joining the squad very soon. So it's uh, it's a good time to meet and talk with Puckle people and just get more like interaction with the host and i think it's a great time i love streaming and just getting to talk to everybody it's just it's a really really good time i suggest going over there if you missed the streams and you want to catch up on some more puckly goodness you can also go over to our youtube channel youtube.com slash puckle podcast where we have some video content we're working on a lot of video content it's actually starting to blow up our youtube i'm really happy with it and so if you haven't already go go subscribe we're almost to a thousand subscribers over there be that one thousand subscriber please don't wait until it's almost there just go do it now and i'll send you a thousand <laughs> subscriber <laughs> and so go ahead go over to that channel it's a, it's a lot of fun if you want to help support the show monetarily though you can do it in several ways one is go to our puckle tea public store where you can buy awesome t-shirts such as like i'm really into that dragonite t-shirt that's on there with like the kanji it's really cool i suggest going over there picking something up over there at puckle at uh t public or public tea, uh, our t public store link is always in the show notes you can also support the show by going to Twitch, dropping a Twitch Prime subscription or a real subscription or bits or something. It doesn't matter. Any any support you guys can give us, we appreciate. Uh, a better way to do that, though, is to go over to Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. You can get things such as shiny Pokemon, real Puckle Summer League badges sent to you. They're mm. actually really cool. Those things are so cool. Yeah, they are. Um, Seth, they're coming to you. They're, they're, I know. I'll be there I checked the mail. I'm so excited. <laughs> you'll be there in a few days and it's uh it's so it's so exciting i really love the puckle the puckle summer league badges and thanks to their patrons who made that possible if we can keep the support going maybe we can get the rest of them made from this season that'd be really really cool and really really hype uh there are a few other purchases that puckle has to worry about before then but <laughs> if it uh i mean there are a couple other things hosting wise and stuff like that because i mean i think we pay like 600 dollars a year for hosting stuff now wow together yeah it's disgusting uh <laughs> But that is uh, that is it for the show. I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been Prof- Professor Snag. And I've been Seth Milo. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
And as always, we here at Puckle would like to thank our patrons who help make the show possible. So thank you to Greg, Viger, Corey, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Wing Zero, Eighty Seven, Rob, Josh, Keegan, Ilaria, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Rotted Mushroom, Mister Panda, Titan Killer, Lane, Lord Corbinick, Brian, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank. Uh, Samuel, Claude Nine, Bodtech, Chris Swampertata, Tori, Steve, Josh, Doc McStuffles, Cody, the Golden Klefki, the British Gent, Trevor, Mark, TJ Vantrol, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso. That's so much fun to say. Taylor, Charles, Colt, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tub, David Kennedy, Dark Shaggy 06, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Franco, Justin, Locke, Jordan, Zach, Jonathan, Graham, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Kevin, Josh, Dark Flame, Halfful Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Nick, Dylan, Huitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Dylan, Thomas, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Askers, Joshua, Joseph, um, Travi, Cordell, Julie, and, and The Real EV, Thank you to every one of you uh, that make help the show possible. Uh, we can just do awesome things with that. And I hope you uh, look forward to your rewards in the mail coming out. They should be sent out uh, as soon as this episode sent out or probably Tuesday. I'm, I'm finishing up the packaging. They'll be out on Tuesday. So we will catch you guys on the flip flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.